Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dear Workwives, helping you create work cultures that don't suck as much. Hopefully. <laughs> That's the goal. That is the goal. Adrian and Emily here. And we've got three stories that are storying. So yes, I'm really excited. Before that, we have to do, we have to, we have to do a check-in because- I saw Barbie. You saw Barbie and I'm going to see Barbie today. So <laughs> yeah. So no spoilers, but. But it was, it was enjoyable. Really good. good. It's very uh like on Dear Work Wives brand too. Oh, maybe we'll have to talk about it on the next yeah. episode. Even though by the time that airs, we'll be like so far behind. Everyone will have seen Barbie. Like I really don't care. Yeah. But how long. What is the statue of limitations on spoilers for you? Like how long mm. before you can just like openly start talking about a movie or a show? And if the person didn't see it, like it's their fault at that point. What's the. So like- I think for TV shows, it's a week, you know? Oh, like, okay. You've had a week and this comes as someone who like really only watches TV on the weekends. So I appreciate people giving me a couple days of grace to catch up on a show. Yeah. Um, I think for movies, I I think it's kind to say like spoiler alert or have you seen it? And if you haven't, then to just not. But now with how quickly they come out to streaming services, once it hits that streaming service, all bets are off is my opinion. Yeah. So like if we're talking about like Princess Diaries, like right. you're allowed to like give a spoiler on that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because it's been out for forever. <laughs> but current movies about. you've never seen princess diaries no oh my god well that's what we're gonna have to do when we're in denver at the end of the month after <laughs> we're people though is find princess diaries i know i came <laughs> up the other day i was with one of my mom friends and she was she like quoted some i don't know what we were talking about she like quoted something from princess diaries and i was like never seen it like, lila has seen it <laughs> get it together it's adrian it's a classic but that's what i'm saying like for classics or like you were just allowed to give spoilers. Oh, but or... it is because it's not a spoiler anymore, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's You've what had... I'm wondering. Like, what yeah. is the statute of limitations on a spoiler? I no. I for TV shows that drop weekly or even drop multiple episodes at a time, it's weak. That's my opinion. And movies are once it's out of the theater. If you really cared that much about the plot of this movie, you would you would I mean, I'm being very privileged, but you would go see it in the movie theater, you know? Even though it costs like $100 now to go to the movie theater. Does it? Does the movie cost $100 or does the snacks cost $100? Well, last night I didn't even get snacks because we like ran out of the house late and we got to the theater. I had to pee because I was like chaotic running around the house. I didn't get to pee before I left. So we got there. I was like, Tyler, you stand in line for my snacks. I had already told him what I wanted. And then by the time I got out of the bathroom, like he had not moved an inch. And so I was like, abandon the snack mission. We got to get into the movies. I don't want to oh, miss no. the beginning. So no snacks for us. So we saved a bunch of money, you know? That's a bummer. But I was like very parched. hundred percent. Oh, I can't, you've then, never seen more than two seconds without having a drink. Okay. Then, so not only that, like normally I bring my own water bottle, like I'm all yeah. set to go, but I just did not have time yesterday. Like the movie started at 640. We were literally running out of the house at 637. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like our plan was to miss the previews anyways, but there's this like really, you know, you got to get there right in the window yes. of, okay, the previews are done, but I'm not missing the beginning 100%. of the movie. Yeah. So 
normally I bring my water bottle, all my snacks with me, didn't have time for any of that. So I was like, okay, get me a drink, get me these cookie dough bites, whatever. <laughs> didn't get any of that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, no worries. I'll just have a drink of water from this water fountain on the way to the theater, like on the way to our theater. We're already right. in the movie theater, right? Yes. Like yeah, yeah. snack mission has been abandoned, but I'm parched. So at least I'm just going to drink from this faucet. Mm-hmm. They were both like non-working. I'm like, I tried them both. I was like, no, no. And you know, when like that happens, then you're like even more parched for some Right. Reason. Then it's all you can think about is how thirsty you are. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I, I don't think they've turned water fountains back on here since COVID. And maybe, maybe not here either, but I was like, yeah. oh, oh, a water fountain. And yeah. then all my dreams and hopes got ripped away from me. I think the ones where you like can put the bottle put in the bottle and it's that, yeah. but I have not seen a functioning water fountain where you like put your mouth on it since COVID. Yeah. There's one so. at Kit's like dance studio that she can put her mouth on, like that yeah. she can go up to, but other than that, I've never seen a working wild. One. Well, I'm really sorry because I know that would have been excruciating for you. It was excruciating, but I powered through and I somehow got distracted once the movie started and I was fine. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to go see it. I will be having snacks though. I will time yeah, myself. Learn from my mistakes. Okay. I will. You I always snacks. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need snacks. Yeah. So that's exciting. Cool. And it's August, which means that I have listened to August by Taylor Swift. It's August 2nd at 10 a.m. as of recording. I've listened to August by Taylor Swift 5,000 times in the past 24 hours. Every single TikTok video, every single Instagram reel is August. And I'm obsessed because it's in my top 10 favorite songs. So I'm really happy right now. It's here. August is It's so good. There's just like no better. I cannot wait to do my end of August recap Instagram reel with the song like I just can't wait it's the best is that your favorite Taylor Swift song or just top 10 it's top 10 I don't I have a really hard time picking a favorite because there's so many genres and moods you know some of them like if I want to cry then there's like new favorites nostalgic favorite favorites like like fearless oh my god I can't you know what I mean so I don't know it's I can't pick a favorite I just have favorites for for my moods yeah I feel yeah. that mm-hmm. last night at the end of the movie there, I really like Billie Eilish and I could yes. tell like the, the, one of the last songs in Barbie was by Billie Eilish and yes. I was like, Billie. And I looked it up afterwards and I was like, Oh, I love this song. And the really sad poignant, poignant one. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Tyler was like, when we got home, he's like, okay, now go in, go in the bed and like, listen to your songs until you cry, cry. Like he knows that like some music you just, listen to it's because you so just true want to feel the feels and cry yourself 100 100 percent. that's how I feel about so many songs you know yeah. like when I'm having a rough day with my children I put on the best day and never grow up so that I can remember that I actually love them so I mean yeah. obviously I love them but when yeah. the days are hard I put on those songs I'm like oh right this is the good old days I'm in them just yep yep <laughs> yep shake it off <laughs> yep yep yeah, you're gonna love Barbie. Great. Oh, and you're gonna ball your I bawled twice, like yeah. shaking, crying. Like <laughs> oh my god, which, I can't like, wait. It's not me, as you no. know. So you're really gonna lose it. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> having a- shut up. <laughs> Don't wear any makeup, is what I'm saying. Uh I already have makeup on because we have a training today. So I guess I'll have to wipe it off before I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you'll just look like one of those Barbies that has right. makeup running down their face. Um, does Kit play with Barbies yet? Mm. 
No, not really. Like she's had a couple because of hand-me-downs from her right. niece, but we haven't like bought her a Barbie or anything like that. She is really into like baby dolls, but right. I don't know Maybe if she's ready not for quite Barbie dolls yet. yet. Yeah. Lila has already outgrown them. Oh no. The phase is short, you know? Yeah. She's moved on to reading and bracelet making. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes if like a bunch of friends come over, she'll play Barbie. You know what I mean? But it's not like she's sitting on her own playing Barbies by herself. You know, like I used to as a kid. So yeah, I think you'll let her watch the movie then. Okay, but I think she won't understand a lot of it. But I also like didn't want to go with her. Like call call me evil, but I was like, I'd I just want to go with my girlfriends. No, I think you need to go with your girlfriends and then and then eventually take her. Yeah, or just show her once it's out. Obviously on streaming, but totally. Yeah, it was cool. I think. I think your hubby would like it too. Tyler went with me and he loved it too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did he feel any feelings? Oh, That's yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get James to feel some feelings. So maybe I'll Yeah, he was feeling the feelings. Like, well, feelings beyond happiness. I'm, my husband feels only the, the happy feelings. Oh, whenever I'm crying in the theater, my, I don't know why, but I need to look at Tyler and like see if my emotions are correct. Right. <laughs> Am I crying? Like, you're crying too, right? Yeah. So, my turn. <laughs> And of course he's like stop looking at me <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah james does cry in movies a lot actually yeah like when, when people are when people die or when parents are sick kids it gets him mm. sick parents are sick kids oh no game over for him <laughs> which is fair you know totally yeah should we story let's do it okay so the first story that i have is submitted by hiring red flags They ask, I'm applying for jobs and some of the application questions are feeling icky to me. Questions like, what has stopped you in the past from hitting your income goal? What's the most you've ever made? How much do you want to make? Is it just me or are these red flags or what other red flags should I watch out for? Hmm. First, I want to know more information. Like, is this like a traditional employee role? Is this a contracted role? Like, I'm just curious about the actual structure of this role because they are kind of odd questions to me, but they could, okay. I could see this going both ways, right? Like, what has stopped you in the past from hitting your income goal? Uh, probably some the economy employer, yeah, like, yeah, who didn't pay me enough. Like, yeah, what do you mean? like yeah. that's a that is an odd question. I think right. for sure. What's the most you've ever made? Also an odd question. Like, like none of your business is what. Yeah, is I don't think that's that an appropriate is. question for because it's kind of irrelevant. You know, right? Like, it doesn't really matter what I've made in the past. Yeah. There, it needs more like to me if you're going to ask that question it needs so much more context to even be helpful important relevant and even then like I don't think it right. matters like what if the and, most like, how much do you is, want like- to make I think that like it could be helpful but but who doesn't want to make like as much as as possible as possible? But I think that again, it needs context. It needs someone to be able to say, "Of course, I want to make as much as possible, but I'm willing to put in the work, or I'm willing to like grow my way." That like I don't know how that gives the employer any 
any important information on this person you right. know so to me yeah major red flags maybe the person hasn't really thought through these questions but I don't like them I don't yeah. know what do you, as as someone who would be an employer I'm like I would never ask these questions and they don't tell me anything about you as an employee if anything like it just feels gross yeah right like I want to make a million dollars yeah but that doesn't mean I'm not willing to work here for a hundred thousand dollars or yeah, fifty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I think so. I run the clockwork. We used to do job applications where where we said like, "What's your salary range that you were looking for?" Uh, and then we did work with DEI consultants and learned that that's actually like not an equitable way. And it's more equitable to just put the salary range that you, that you are going to be paying this future employee right on yep. the application. Yeah. Uh, you can say like based on experience or whatever, but you need to put, this is, you know, the minimum the and this is the cap <laughs> that yeah. we can pay for this position right now. Yeah. Uh, because it does, you know, there are tiers of compensation, you know, it will for allow like the people value to or self- experience you bring. Exactly. Yeah. It'll allow people to self-select out. Maybe, maybe it's an advanced position. Maybe it's multi-six figure and they're like, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. Or maybe they're beyond that and it's, you know, a starter position and it has a, a starter salary that salary. goes with it. Um, and so I, I'm definitely coming at it from that lens of like, it's just really like, on, unless there was a question that was, this is what we can afford and what do you want to make and how would you help our company grow to get to that kind of thing? But even that is like a really convoluted way of asking, how are you going to help our company grow or what strategies do you have or what experience right. do you like have? Just ask that. Exactly. Then, that's what you're trying to get at. That's what I'm like, as an employer, I'm trying to understand like, what are they trying to learn by asking yeah. these questions? Like, are they trying to learn how little they can pay you like exactly to learn that you have really low self-esteem or low standards yeah yeah like what are they trying to learn about you because it seems real sketchy to me I don't understand what their what their motive is behind these questions so as an employee I'm, I'm out or I'm communicating on the application that these are inappropriate questions I yeah. don't understand how this helps you understand if I'm a good fit for this role Right. Like as an employee, I'm always terrified or in the past, I haven't applied for jobs in a very long time, but I was always terrified to answer that question because I don't want to lowball myself. Like maybe you're going to pay 70 K and I, you know, I'm currently making 50. So I'm going to ask for 55 and I just lost $15,000 for no reason. Which or, is what they want you to do. hundred percent. Or I'm going to overshoot. And then I'm not going to be because I'm, a, I'm trying to overcompensate for that. I'm like, Oh, I want 80,000. And then they don't even, qual- they don't back. even look at me yeah. when I would have taken 70, you know, based on the entire compensation package kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think it's such an icky place to put employee. And then employers are many employers are always saying, well, uh, everyone's just motivated by money. No fucking, sorry. No, no shit. <laughs> We're motivated we by live. money. We have to pay our bills. Like yeah, we live in a and we need to know society, so. if we're go- going to make enough money to pay our bills, to uh, pay our childcare, to what to all the things, right? So it's not that people are motivated by money, but money makes the world go around. And so it's a, it's, it's like a requirement. Yeah. It's like, we have to have some sort of standards around money just based yes. on our expenses and how we live yeah. and how we want to live. 
like making more money i think not... they're really inappropriate yeah. and um yeah. and to your point of like that question in general of like how much do you want to make or whatever it's a power move it's a power play by the by the company right yeah. like let's see like are they going to lowball themselves great <laughs> like are they because whoever says the number first loses in terms of negotiation power right like that's yeah. just that's just the truth. So they're trying to get you to say a number when in actuality, the most equitable way for them to hire is to say, like you said, like, this is the range or this is the salary because it's not dependent on your self-esteem or your past experiences or the color of your skin. It's literally based on this is what we can afford (laughs) the role and how much we value this role, regardless of who you are, what you look like as a person. And anyone who's not doing that is creating inequitable hiring practices. And, you know, I think when you know better, you hopefully do better. So hopefully maybe this is also an opportunity for people that are doing this to recognize, oh, maybe I should not do that. Or maybe there's a better way for me to ask questions that are helpful. These are not helpful questions. No, I think it's a good reminder for employees. You know, if you're posting a salary range, you know, like a 30, 40, and you're like, I'm not getting like the the caliber of candidates. Well, it's because maybe the caliber of candidates you need are making 80 to a hundred thousand dollars. And it's totally fine that you can't afford that. That's totally fine. But that's what the, that's what the market value is for what you want. So it's not like I can go into the grocery store and say, well, I'm only going to pay $2 for this steak. (laughs) even though it's priced at $10. It's not how it works. It's, you know, so anyway, red flags, personally, I would, uh, if you're really into, you know, if this was like a left field kind of red flag, I would ask them about it in the interview. If you really are curious about this position, personally, I I feel like if that's a red flag, there's probably more, I don't know. I would, it depends on a lot of factors if I would continue my application, but I would definitely ask them about it. I would ask them, even if you're not interested, just because maybe there's also a learning opportunity for them, right? Yeah. Maybe they don't even recognize that these are really inappropriate questions. And yeah, obviously that's not your responsibility to like teach them anything, but, but out of my own curiosity, can you ask them and then follow up with us? (laughs) Right. What are they trying to learn (laughs) from that question? What are they trying to learn? Right. Um, it's like that. It's like that story we said in the past, how if you're being harassed and you just ask them to dumb it down and say it like unironically, if you, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. trying to learn from that yeah, question? Yeah. Trying to learn how little I'll, I'll pay myself. Accept. I want to be paid. Accept. Yeah. No, what's the motivation of this question? Or like, what's yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, good luck. It may also like intrigue them enough about you to be like, oh, maybe this is our person, right? Like they're right. really progressive. Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> they're direct. not, yes, direct. They ask the hard hitting questions. They ask the hard questions. So yeah. uh, my husband always says like, can't hurt, might help. Sure is a crowd pleaser, you know? Can't hurt to ask, might help to ask. And either way, it'll please us if you do. So yeah. <laughs> All right, let us know. Okay. The next one is submitted by time off Timmy. Love that. Uh, my company was closed for July 4th this year, which was a Tuesday and made the decision to also close on Monday, the third. I was excited for a long weekend until they told us we would have to use our personal PTO for that Monday. 
we already have limited PTO and I would have rather saved that day for a future vacation, but they're telling me I have to use it on the Monday. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, this already happened, but. Right. Just out of curiosity, because potentially it can happen again too. Right. right? Because next year, July 4th is on a Wednesday or something, right? Yeah. Or Thursday. I don't know. Leap year. So legally, I don't know. I don't know like yeah. if they're allowed to do this. So like, we got to look that up first, yeah. right? Like it sounds very sketchy to me as an employer. It's just something morally and ethically I would never do to my team. Like if we're closed, I'm not making- On what you- would standard be a working day? Yeah, that I'm not making you take paid time off. Like that seems bizarre just from a- personal perspective but from a legal perspective I'm unsure so I would say like look look that up in your state like is that something that is even legit for them right to do to force you to take paid time off when they are deciding to close yeah um I guess they I, I guess it could be legit because well I just like, why don't they just say it's closed and we're not paying you, but you don't also need to use PTO. PTO. Oh, I guess you're saying like, you could just not get paid for our day closed. Yeah. And not take your PTO. Right. But then you're not getting paid. But then you're not getting paid. Yeah. Because they're choosing to close on like a non-federal holiday. So I could kind of, (laughs) that sounds legal then. That kind of sounds legit. Um it sucks, right? Yeah. Because you're like, I wanted to be working. I'm available to be working, especially because right. doesn't it even sound like they gave them much advanced warning either. They were just like, then they made the decision to close on Monday the 3rd. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, I could have gone out of town or something if yeah. I had known. Yeah. It's tough. Like when I worked at a resort, we had an annual closure every year from like January 2nd. And then the closure depended on how much work the resort needed, how many upgrades. Some, some years it was six weeks and closed. closed. And some unpaid years it, for you unpaid for me, but you knew a year right. in advance. So people would go home or they, they would be eligible for, for, if it was a really long time, they'd be eligible for unemployment or something like that to kind of tie okay. them over. Um, but sometimes it was, it was like six days, you know, some years it was like six days they were closed because they were just doing some minor touch-up things. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people would just plan to take their vacation at that time of year, uh, right. go home, visit family, that kind of thing, because you couldn't take vacation in the summer because it was a resort town. Um, but yeah, it was unpaid now that I think about it. I think when I first read this, I'm coming through the lens of like clockwork would never, it just doesn't feel right. Cause it's one day, you know, right. it's just like, it's give one it day. to them, but, and you decided to close, not them, but right. I, I originally was also on that side. I was like, they sh- should never force you to take a PTO. But now that I think about it more, I'm like, okay, they're not actually forcing you to take a PTO, but they're saying you're not going to get paid on the day that we're closed. Right we've decided to close. So like yeah. you're just not getting paid that day. Yeah. I think it's more to me about like the planning, how much notice are they giving you? Cause right. people plan for like how much money they're making every week or yeah. every month. And if they're not knowing that way in advance, I think that's really unfair. 
yeah. and then they would have to take their PTO. And if they've already planned for other PTO, other things, you know, yeah. then like there are some people who, like you've said only get five days of PTO a year. Yeah. That was me in my corporate job. And, and we didn't get like Christmas Stats Eve or, or yeah, yeah, we didn't get like a lot of holidays either. So we really had to use it if you, yeah, if you really wanted those. Days. So I think it's like a morally gray, like they're not doing anything wrong for one day. I wouldn't do it. I would be like, enjoy an extra long weekend on me, you know? Yeah. Um, and if I really couldn't afford that, then I would give them the option to go and work. Like, okay, then come clean the office, right. you know, like something productive here, something productive. Maybe they can't do customer or client work, but can they, you know, do some filing? Can they clean anything? Like if you really want to work, come scrub the floor work. with a toothbrush. Like not really that, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we've got some deep, deep, deep things to do that we never have time to do. Yeah. Like maybe there's some projects that could have been given to the people who did want to work and make some money if they really needed to make money and they didn't have PTO saved up yeah. for that random day that you decided you were yeah. going to close. So but I, I, I would be annoyed if I was the employee, but I also, as the, as from the employer's perspective, like you're not doing anything wrong. I just think yeah. it's not sucks. great either. Yeah. If it's, if it's like a week long and it's like, okay, everyone just plan your life accordingly. This is when this is like, we're closed. If you want to take your holiday for this week, do it. If not, like right. we're closed and you're not going to get paid, but you get six, seven, eight, nine months notice of that. That's different. And you're getting these like extra days off. They're unpaid, but yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well I think we're just we kind of decided that, that like, we're kind of on the fence on that one. But yeah. No one's right. And no one's wrong. The communication lead time, I think is what's most important for planning yeah. purposes. Like if you're going to do that, just give people as much notice as you possibly can so that yeah. they can plan for their finances and, and their vacations, you know? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read this last one? Sure. Okay. Better boundaries, Bob. Okay. So it says my husband, Bob, just hired a new sales guy who left a competing company to come over and work for him. And the guy is extremely qualified and smart, but I think he's pushing the boundaries of a respectful boss to direct report relationship, specifically around what I like to call quote unquote power texting, these long messages and or texting outside of regular business hours. For example, this new sales guy sent him a text on Saturday this past weekend asking about his paycheck and some sort of comment around not being able to get leads and then ending the text with something like, do you want me to fail? Yikes. The bigger topic here, I think, is the boundaries and best practices around texting directly to your boss or your boss to you. Is it appropriate if your phones are not part of your paid work plan? Also, setting clear boundaries and expectations around communication. Personally, I think Bob has a hard time setting boundaries and clear expectations with people that he works with. He's too accessible all the time. And when these sales guys text him whenever they want and say whatever they want, and then he responds, um, it doesn't set the expectation of, hey, this is inappropriate. Don't text these things. Call me for them. It just creates more wasted time and energy and even more misinterpretation. What are your thoughts? I have lots of thoughts. So <laughs> do you have an internal communication tool that is not texting and people have the ability to disconnect from? So for example, our team uses Slack. 
you can have Slack on your phone. And I go through phases of having it on my phone and taking it off my phone, depending on life. Like if I'm, if I have a really wild personal schedule, I have Slack on my phone so that I can answer questions during the day. But in other seasons, I don't have it on my phone because when I'm not at my computer, I'm not working. Um, so if you have that ability to use another communication platform, that isn't a text message, I think that that is hundred percent best practice when it comes to jobs where people are using their phones for a lot of communication. Um, I think you could also consider having phones in a work plan if you really want to be able to set boundaries. Yeah. I think the key here for me is like, where do we want this sales guy to be communicating with you? Is it a phone? Is it a work phone? Is it email? Is it Slack? Is it Voxer? Like what is, you know, the Bob, what is Bob's preferred communication for his Mm -hmm. team? And has he established that with his sales guys, with his team? Because it sounds like at some point he maybe gave the phone, his phone, his personal phone number. Right. And then the sales guy took that as like, I'm just going to message you whenever I want, which is very, I think is inappropriate, but also the sales guy maybe didn't have clear boundaries and expectations set for him. So he, he might be looking at this as like, oh, like the way I'm going to advance is to show Bob that like, I go above and beyond. I work two, four, seven. Yeah. Like Bob clearly doesn't want that, but he's never communicated that. Yeah. Right. Like it's actually giving him negative points. Whereas the sales guy might think that it's like helping him stand out or helping him look like he has good work ethic. And it's like, well, we need to establish where do you want him to communicate and let's set that boundary. If there's no clear communication channel right now, we need to create one. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, like, is it going to be Slack? Is it going to be email? Is it going to be a, do we need WhatsApp, to boxer? But yeah, it should, like, I think it should never be your personal cell phone number. I don't I think agree. that that's ever the answer ever, ever, because it's just, yeah. Cause then you can't turn it off. You, like can't, you can't set a boundary then. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> like I was thinking about, Oh, I have, you know, I do receive text messages from you, for example. Yeah. We text all the time, but they're about not related. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we even set that boundary of like, we do work together. We have a working relationship, but we also have a friendship. So mm-hmm. we text about non-work Life. things yeah, and we slack when it's something work-related. If we were to cross the boundary of like in my text messages over the weekend, you being like, oh my gosh, we have to do this thing for work. Well, like you would never, you would, know, would never, you would know that like, Oh, if I'm, if I need to say something about work, I actually need to go over to Slack and put that message in there. Even if you're like literally texting me hundred percent, there are many times where I have slacked you about this. And then one second later, my messages and be like, have you, have you tried this new thing yet? You know? Right. Have you seen Barbie yet or whatever? Right. Like, and so I, and I think, you know, we've set those boundaries very clearly with each other so mm-hmm. that we're not feeling resentment of like, Oh my gosh, like, what is it going to be open my text messages because it's going to be work something. And maybe I'm going to forget. It's also like, I'm going to forget and I'm not going to do it. Whereas like, yeah. if it's my work channel, then I'm in the right mindset when I open it. You 100%. Know? Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's okay if people have your texts, you know, because maybe you are also friends outside or you do other things outside of work. 
But I think you still need to draw that very clear boundary and expectation of where should this person communicate with work related things? Mm -hmm. When are you going to be able to respond to them? Because even like if Emily, if Emily slacks me something over the weekend, she knows that there is the potential more than likely it's not even going to get responded to until Monday. Yeah. But if she were to text me, she might think that I'm ignoring it, right? If I don't respond until Monday, I think that texting like on phones kind of has that expectation. But if I had a work phone and she was texting me on my work phone, I think I would also set the expectation that like, I don't work on weekends. So you may not receive a text back or a call back on this until Monday. And so I think that as a manager, as a leader, I think it's really important for Bob to get really clear with his team on where does he want that communication to live mm-hmm. and what are the boundaries and expectations in terms of response time and weekends, nights, et cetera. Of working like, hours, essentially. Working hours for everyone, not just yeah. him, but like, does he, all, does he have the expectation that they're working on the weekend? Yeah. If no, then he even needs to say like, why are you working right now? Like, why are you like, it's the weekend. I need you to unplug or whatever. Yeah you know, like set that boundary so that people aren't feeling like, oh, the way to get ahead here is to work on it. Because you may have come from a culture where like that was the way to get ahead. hundred percent. Maybe it's not here, you know? Yeah. But I think that this is a common probably challenge for people. So I think it's really important to like, you have to have those conversations though, versus yeah. just like letting it happen, letting it slide. Like, yeah. Oh, when is he going to stop? Te- he's not. If you not. don't set the boundary. Because you've, you've demonstrated that you will answer him. So he he's yeah. now learned this behavior. So you have to, un- he has to unlearn it. Yeah. I mean, our team works the wonkiest hours. Some of us work at like 5 a.m. Some of us are working at midnight. Um, but we all know if I send a Slack message before 9 a.m. and after 5 p.m., there is zero expectation of a response until the working day, which would be yeah. the next day in most cases. Sometimes you get an answer. Um, but more more often than not, I schedule my messages to send during working hours so that because I know if I open it and I see a message, I'll answer it because I have no self-control. Um <laughs> and if it's not that big, if it's not that deep, then I don't want I just you can talk to me about it on Monday. The only exception I have, sorry, is about if there was like an issue, if he was supposed to get paid and he didn't get paid. Like, I was just going to say, like, I think the other piece is we don't have a lot of like urgency or like emergencies in our business because we've established that That nothing is an emergency. Yeah. Like nothing is really an emergency. If something was an emergency, then I guess someone would probably call me and then, then but it's got to be a real freaking emergency for no one's ever called me. Okay. is what I'm saying. Right. Like like no one's ever called me for an emergency. No. Like, I don't know. Something would have to be burning to the ground for them to be like, it's Saturday at 9 PM. Like this is bad. Right. We have a physical store and it's on fire. Yeah. Okay. That's an emergency. Maybe even like a PR crisis, you know, like someone said someone is definitely calling Lizzo right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) this is bad. Like, you need to do damage control or something. You need to be brought in on this because it's your business. But other than that, I don't really get, like, emergency phone calls. But that's another thing is, like, maybe your team also doesn't understand, like, what is important and urgent versus, like, this can wait till Monday. And, like, where is the space for us to have these conversations? Because this doesn't even sound necessarily... 
asking about his paycheck. Like you would know that on Friday. It's like most people get paid on Fridays or on like the 5th and the 20th at the halls on the weekend, you get paid on Friday. You would know during a working hour that you did not get paid. So you yeah, can work it that out. doesn't say like, oh, that he did. No, I know. I'm like just something giving him paycheck, some grace. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then some sort of comment about not being able to get leads and then ending the text. Like, do you want me to fail? Like, first of all, there's like a lot of. That's a lot happening. of aggression. Like yeah. reel that in that like is not a text message conversation. So this person might also feel like they don't have the space to come to you for like mentorship conversations yeah. and development conversations. They're also new. So I think I also want you to have specific like um, time for communication that they can communicate these things to you in a safe space, mm-hmm. not like last, like, they're having like panic thoughts on Saturday afternoon that they like, right. you know, like, do you want me to fail? I'm not gonna be able to do this job here. <sighs> yeah. Like, or my paycheck was lower and I'm like, not getting enough leads. And you know, it sounds like, like a crisis of, of like, this is not something that's like I, randomly coming up. This is something that he probably had insight on last week, but maybe yeah. didn't have a space to discuss it with you. So yeah. I think we need maybe some, either one-to-ones happening on a more consistent basis. If he's not communicating in those one-to-ones, then we got to figure out why, like, what are you using those one-to-ones for if you're not talking about this kind of stuff, right? Like, um, but it sounds like he was kind of in a panic and I want him to have an avenue to be able to talk to you about how he can be successful in this role, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be doing that proactively so that they're not coming to you being like, I feel like I'm going to fail, you know, I feel like, like you want me to fail. Yeah. Yeah. We should have, we should be having those conversations proactively so that you're yeah. not getting texts on Saturday, but you should never be getting texts on Saturday. So no, anyways. so Bob needs to set, he needs to open up a new communication channel, whether that's whatever tool app there's majority of have them. one and you just need to communicate. That's yeah. where we discuss things as a team. Yeah. Then you need to create working hours and maybe you have the type of industry where those do stretch. Maybe it's still seven, you know, or um, that kind of thing. You need to set working hours where people can expect responses within those times within, or like by the end of that working day. Uh, and then anytime that someone texts you outside of those hours, you either like don't respond or you respond with like a copy and pasted. I don't respond. This needs to be Communicated in, in the Slack, Slack channel. and I will get the back end. to it during working hours. The end, just over and over and over again until yes. they learn because you've told, you've shown them that it's okay. And now they're going to be annoyed that it's not okay anymore because now you're making their life harder. Um, <laughs> and they're just going to have to deal. And the I only like way for them to, them to learn is if you stop engaging. Yeah. Good luck, Bob. Good luck, Bob. Also, I listened to like one of our clips on, um, like on reels or whatever. Yeah. And my voice is so terrible. I don't know how you all listen to me. Like I, I sound like I have vocal fry or something. Why? I think we're very, we both are very millennial women. So we do have. (laughs) What is that? We say like a lot and we do have a hair of vocal fry. (laughs) Um, Like, what is my real voice though? But we grew up in the age of, but yours doesn't sound like that. Just mine sounds like that. No, mine also sounds like that. Oh, to me. So I think that's also human nature to hate your own voice. 
All right. Well, if anyone out there wants to tell me how to eliminate my vocal fry, like I thought maybe if I <clears throat> a little more, it would mm-hmm. like go away, but it didn't. No. Hydrate. <laughs> I mean, I don't hear vocal fry. I just hear that we both definitely talk like millennial women, which we are. Yeah. So, which is fine. I just like when I listen to it, I'm like, how do I even have any friends? You know? Don't talk about yourself like that. <laughs> Don't talk about my friend like that. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Barbie. You're welcome. Okay, well, that's all we have for today. That's today's episode. I just want you to know that I this episode was sponsored by Starbucks. Not really, oh. but oh, I wish half today. Oh, you needed it. Hey, after a late night at the movies. Late night at the movies. Forty-five showing. <laughs> it was a six forty showing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't get home until eight fifty. So that's bedtime. That's past. But then I had bedtime. to like recap the movie. My brother and um his wife and my niece are staying with us for a few days yeah so that's why we got to go to the movie they watched the kids mm-hmm. while we went but we got home and they were like they had already seen it so they're like tell us everything yeah Let's recap so you know didn't get to bed until slumber time. party and then I had to take it to the doctor this morning and then I was like I have a training later it's like you know what I need a little pick me up I feel you but not a full pick me up. No, no, just a half, a, oh, a little full calf. <laughs> no, I don't think I've seen you ever do a full calf anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say not since I quit caffeine. Did you do it. at our team retreat? Did you have a full coffee that one morning after Coco was up all night? Yes, I did. Yeah, but it's I like, mean, it's literally like crack when I have like, I'm like. Oh my god, it's so good. Like it feels so good when you have caffeine after yeah. you've not had caffeine in like so long. And I can see like why I was addicted to it. I'm like, oh, just one more. Like, but if I had one more, I would be bouncing off the walls until yeah. four in the morning now. So I can't do that. And I know that if I have it, I can't have it like two days in a row because then I'll start getting addicted again. Right. And I know that it will give me a crash, but when you're on the high wow does it feel great you know I can see I know. how people like cocaine it's like feels good. <laughs> like it feels good when you're on the high yeah I'll never know because I don't think I'll ever be able to, to quit my one coffee a day oh I thought you were gonna say you wouldn't you'll never know what it's like to do cocaine I mean I'll never know that either but <laughs> at this stage I think that ship has sailed for me yeah. um I can't quit the one <laughs> coffee I've tried so many times the but the withdrawal is not it's hard it's too hard right now even though I only have one coffee a day you know really like you don't realize how much it affects you until you quit that one a day right I feel like one a day is also okay like I'm like okay okay. I can that's fine I'm I don't feel like I don't feel as if I need to quit it because it's one coffee a day and I really enjoy it I'm just scared like I would do that but I'm like scared for getting re-addicted totally well I'm I'm addicted you will you will and every time you talk about quitting caffeine, I'm like, well, if Adrian's quitting caffeine, I should quit caffeine because everything you do, I want to do too. Uh, but I can't, I can't do that one. Sorry. You're on your own kid. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause you're just like one of the coolest people I know. I'm like, well, if she's doing it, then it's probably the right thing to do, but <laughs> sorry, can't do it. It's not the right or the wrong thing to do. It's just a thing to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, see you next Tuesday. We'll see you next Tuesday.